This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, Dub Nation, it's Chris Paul, and you're listening to Willard and Dibs on 957 The Game. Oh, Chris Paul. Come on back, CP3. What is it about you? Why are you excited? What has Chris Paul done in a Warrior uniform that's exciting? It's not that he's done anything necessarily exciting. I like the way he plays. You can't wait for him to be back. I like the way he plays. Undersized, (laughs) like the dibber. Dribble. Leader. Leader. You see him talking to Quinones and Pods. He's going to dribble. He's going to look to the left, and he's going to pass it. Just pass. Might be a bounce pass. Maybe. It's not going to be a one-armed hook pass to no one. That's exciting. The chef. (laughs) Could land anywhere. Could, and usually does. (laughs) I like the way Chris Paul plays. He plays with a little bit of a snarl and a swagger. Sure. Like the dibber. I see myself in Chris Paul in many ways. You feel like a little you, play bit of edge. A, you play with a swagger. Oh, huh? yeah, absolutely you with do. a swagger. Okay. Watch me walk down the street. I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a swagger that's called a limp. There's a, it's a it's fine not, line between a limp and a pimp. Okay. Not in your case. Yeah, you it's know a what? Very clear line in your case. I'll tell you this. Who's more likely to get jumped on the way back to the parking garage, me or you? Me. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just doing my, I'm not like. I'm doing my Chris Paul thing. <laughs> Try to come for me. I mean, I could if I wanted to. Come on. Twice your size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, there's a certain amount of uh, understated anger. Yeah. In Chris Paul's game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I like it. I like, like that uh, edge. You're like a uh, you're like a chipmunk or something. Like you're like a squirrel. I'm biting kneecaps. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Like a bear cat, actually. Yeah. Nobody knows what that is. Um, the only reason I've had a lifelong journey of trying to find out is because that was my high school mascot. San Mateo. Yeah, the San Bearcats. Mateo Bearcats. And our rival, the Burlingame Panthers, that was one of their rallying cries was, what is a Bearcat anyway? And we would always be like, it's a a, a bear mixed with a cat. <laughs> and, because we didn't know. 
Do you I, do you now know what it is? I do because one night, and, and I'll age myself here, but this is back when like late night talk shows, like a like a Jay Leno or whatever, would have the animal people come on. I love the young people. Right, right. The animal person would come on. He'd be like, "I got animals." And they would, you know, Jay would be like, act like he's scared and all that stuff. Like it was a, it was great milk and cookies content, ladies and gentlemen. And 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 they're out there. They usually bring in different animals. Yeah. It's like yeah. the animals you haven't seen before. And I'm just sitting there all groggy one night, you know, eleven fifteen, whatever it is. Jay Leno, I think, or one of the people. And out comes the animal guy. They, oh, what do you have here, uh, Ian? Oh, well, <laughs> this is a bear cat. And I was like. Boy, they didn't have iPhones out yet, but if they did, I'd have sent a group text like Dan Dibley after a Steve Kerr extension. <laughs> I'd have been like, everybody turn on the TV. I found out what a Bearcat is. Awesome. And it's a nasty little bugger. Oh, they'll eat you. Mm-hmm. They'll bite you. They'll, they will. They'll bite a kneecap. Yeah. I'm going to eat it. Yeah, it's kind of down in the area where they could reach. They're little. They're about, uh, they're about yay. I'm holding up like what looks like a carry-on. About two feet, like yeah. Like a carry-on they're coat bag. They're bigger than that. Look up Binturong on the internet. What the hell is that? Are, that is a bear cat. Oh, that that's is right. The that's the other name. word. That's the other Binturong. word. Binturong. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool animal. Yeah. Yeah. They're fierce. They Binturong. Will, they will eat you. you. Yeah. They will eat you. So be careful. You yeah. Are. I'm going to call you that from now on. You're a little bear cat. I wish that I uh, could dispute this characterization sensation, but Dan Binturong. Yeah, emphasis on wrong. Am I right? Well, yeah. yeah, not bad. How do you spell it? B i n b i n t u r o n g. I see it. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Look at him. Arctictus Binturong. They got a long tail, and yeah. they will wrap it around your neck and squeeze. They're fierce. Yeah. Big Carnivores. whiskers. Yep. I'm pretty sure the University of Cincinnati used to have a live one as its mascot. Okay, that how'd can't that be go? safe. How'd that go? Well, I don't think it's with us anymore. Was it anything like a tiger jumping into the audience in the auditorium? Right. Anything like that? Anyway, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, Chris Paul. Yeah, he, he's a binturong. It's a great question. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm excited to have him back. Okay. And you know, you you discount his leadership and his ability to take care of the basketball. I just never for a team that turned the ball over 22 listen, times in front of you Friday night. He's Chris Paul, and and so he's a Hall of Famer, and and so automatically there are good things that he does on the court. I'm sorry if this rubs people the wrong way. I've just never really been able to take the whole thing seriously. Because I don't think the Warriors, they can talk about connectivity all they want. I don't think the Warriors set out in the offseason and they, they got a little group together at a table and they're like, all right, what are our offseason needs? I'll tell you what, I'd love a 38-year-old point guard who gets hurt every year. I think that's what we need. Give me some 38-year-old NBA action, Mike. Chris Paul is financial flexibility. He is nothing more. He will not be here next year. And so, can if he, he was nothing more, then they wouldn't play him. He would be getting the he would be getting DNP well, CD. True. He'd be getting the DeAndre Jordan treatment. That's did you not know true. that DeAndre Jordan is still in the association? I did not. Who's he play for? I think he's on Denver. No, is he really? Look yeah. at that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I saw like seven cutaways last night, <laughs> and each time like, I saw him. a a guy who looked to be about seven one with the the classic goatee. He got on the floor one time last night during a timeout when the rest of his team was in the huddle. He was under the basket. Oh, layups. 
So Everyone else is in there. The you go. Super engaged. There you go. Do you know that a, an entire basketball team's core, once upon a time, flew across the United States to convince that guy to stay with their team as opposed to leaving to go to another team? Yes, that happened. And including, including current warrior Chris Paul, I believe. Ooh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, Lob City suckers. All right, DeAndre Jordan has appeared in 29 games this year, and he's an NBA champion. Based on last year's uh, oh God. participation, sensation, mm-hmm. with the Nuggets. Clippers, Clippers, Dallas Knicks, Brooklyn, Lakers, Philly, and Good the Nuggets. God. You know what else bothers me about DeAndre Jordan? Is he represents for me the laziness of the nicknames because it started out as Hackashack. Get it? It rhymes. Right. And then whenever there was another player that people would foul on purpose because they couldn't shoot free throws, nobody could come up with another nickname that was cool for that particular player, so they would just call it Hacka and then put their name in there. Right. And so they would call that Hacka DJ. I'm like, that's not funny. That doesn't make sense at all. You need to come up with something better. Like, I wanted to call it Dare Jordan. Because you're daring him to make a free That's throw. Genius. That would have been more creative. It's not, been. it's not great, but it's better than hack a DJ. I was ready to give it a four. <laughs> you know what his actual basketball reference nickname is? What it's is even it? lazier than hack a DJ. What is it? DeAndre 3000. <laughs> this is basketball reference. Well, and sometimes I think these are actually made up. That's fine. Number three. It's better right. than hack a DJ. It sure is. DeAndre, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Does he have 3000 of anything? Uh, probably missed free throws. That's a good answer. Thank That's a you. Good answer. Good answer, Dibs. Good uh, answer. Actually, good answer. Bent wrong. Free throw attempts thirty six sixty. Okay. And he's made seventeen thirty eight of them. Oh so he's only God. missed That's about nineteen hundred. So... <laughs> he's so... missed about nineteen hundred free throws. So he's so... missed more than he's made. Oh, correct. Oh, God. free throw shooting percentage of forty seven point five. Dude, painful. my point about CP three is if they wanted him to be. Like, you're just here for flexibility. He'd be getting DeAndre Jordan minutes. No, I disagree with that. Which is timeout. Apparently, he's getting timeout touches. No, I mean, TOTs. I I don't mean to say that in terms of he can't be a productive piece. Like, sure, he can still do some things. He's making $30 million for the Warriors. Just because you're not a part of a team's full plan doesn't mean you don't get minutes. The Warriors are playing Lester Quinones right now. You think they think he's a key piece to the future? Like, he's on the team, so you put him out there when you need him. Um, and maybe Chris is more than that, but I just I don't buy that that's what they were going for. That's what they could get. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he's flexibility, and that should be the name that's on the back of his jersey, not Paul. But he's more than just flexibility, I think. He's a, he's a piece that you can play, and you can think that he can go out there and help you. DeAndre, yeah. DeAndre Jordan... Is just a well, he, dude who yeah. just sits there, and he's, I just I, my, yeah. my eyes are really going to be on this. Yeah, I really want to watch it because the Warriors have been playing pretty good basketball of late. Right, not great, but pretty good. I think that's the interesting part is if if Chris Paul comes back and plays and doesn't play well, That'd and the good. team suffers, yep, how quickly Steve Kerr would be willing to pull the trigger, and we know that Steve Kerr defaults to veterans. And there's no one more veteran than Chris Paul. No, and he spoke openly right. at the press conference right. last night with regard to his plans for Chris Paul, and they are not insignificant. So 
And the Warriors, again, similar to announcing the extension, they're smart. Have them come back against Washington. The big rematch between Paul and Jordan Poole. Very exciting. Uh, But a game that I would hope, at least, the Warriors will probably win. And uh, and so that sort of like eases you back in the very you know next game, which will be on Thursday, is much more difficult at Madison Square Garden. You don't want that one to be Chris's first. You want this one to be Chris's first. But anyway, uh, lots to say on that. Um, and who's the two eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy now and into the future? George Sedano, sideline reporter for last night's game is going to join us coming up next. We'll get into the ins and outs. Was that a measuring stick? Can the Warriors still measure up? We'll talk to George about that. We'll keep taking your calls on Willard and Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and... But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. 
Hey Dub Nation, it's GP2 here. Willard and Dibs is live on YouTube and Twitch right now. Time for you to like and subscribe. Uh, that is uh, that is correct answer. GP2, thank you very much. And yeah. in fact, all of that Twitch and YouTube content, twitch.tv slash 957thegame, youtube.com slash 957thegame, is all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. However, this show is about to be powered by George Sedano, ESPN, who we got to see in person like a week or two ago, but this time he came into the Bay Area over a weekend, he snuck in, he snuck out, and he's gone. Is that, that That's pretty much how it went, right, George? Yeah, man. I was in in the morning and out at night. Like I didn't. I, it was the quickest hotel stay I've ever had in my life. Indeed, man. Sometimes that's the way to do it. Uh, what were your impressions? Because I, I don't think this will surprise you. A lot of Warrior fans, with the optimism of the recent run, sort of used this one as a measuring stick, and uh, therefore Warrior fans are, uh, are feeling a little hat in hand today. Yeah, I don't blame them. And look, the reality is the proof is in the pudding. What is it, that they're 3-16 and 16 against teams that are pacing at a 50-win pace? Um, they're just not good enough, right? Like, they're good, but they're not good enough. And I think Steph said it, right? They're fairly average. And they're beating the teams they're supposed to be, and they've played certainly a lot better of late, and I think they're getting healthier at the right time. I just don't know if they have enough. Now, do I like the potential of Chris Paul, who was leading one of the better uh, second units in the league prior to getting hurt when the starters weren't playing that great. Now coming in there with Clay and other guys that are playing well, like Sarich, et cetera. Do I like that more than what they had previously? Yeah, for sure. I think that they could still raise their level another notch or two. I just don't know if it's enough. I just think that Denver – when they're clicking, even though they lost Bruce Brown, those young guys are playing better for them, the Watsons and the Browns and whatnot, and they're just really hard to beat, man. They're so well-constructed that I don't know if anybody can beat them. I think you saw the team to beat yesterday in the Bay. Yeah, and they sure looked impressive, and even though the Warriors had that 15-plus point lead, 16-point lead in the first half, you knew Denver was going to make a significant run. George, when you look at this Warrior team now versus earlier in the year, what do you see that's made them so much better from then to now? I just think it's health. But by the way, that 15-point lead went away really quick. Right <laughs> At the oh, end man. of that second quarter going into halftime, that was the stunning part to me, is how quickly it was erased in the last several minutes of that first half. But I do think it's health. Uh, I think that – and I think guys are – not only getting healthier, but I think Clay on that second unit makes sense at this stage of his career. I look at a guy, and Clay's like three years younger than this guy when he went to the bench. But I look at a Ray Allen. I know he's mentioned Manu Ginobili, but I don't think they're the same kind of player. Now, Ray Allen, that's a real comp to Clay. And I think that Ray, when you remember those years with Miami, with LeBron and Wade and those guys, he played a significant role. I mean, hell, he hit the biggest shot, arguably, in NBA Finals history. So I think Clay can have a significant uh, role on the bench, and he can still be Clay Thompson. Now, granted, a lot of that was in the first half yesterday, and I thought he looked fantastic. Um, I think that he missed shots in the second half that he was hitting in the first. It just they weren't falling. Like I don't think there was anything that was done vastly different to him. 
Uh, he hit contested once in the first half, and they just didn't fall in the second. So, But I like that. I like him there. Uh, they need some scoring punch off the bench. Uh, clearly the numbers with Pajemski and Kaminga and Steph and, and, and Draymond, et cetera, and that starting unit with Wiggins, uh, the numbers bear it out. I mean, and, and the tape bears it out, where they're really good with that group to start games. And I think that Clay and Chris with that second unit, as I mentioned with Sharich, uh, I, I think that that unit can have some real success too, kind of like we saw earlier in the season. So I guess that's a long way to say that, I just think health plays a, a big factor, and I like the fact that they're going to be able to slot guys into roles. Uh, George, I have a completely different question for you, but quick aside, because we've taken note of the fact that you pronounced Pajemski correctly, and uh, that's something that, that uh, very few people here in the Bay Area have been able to do so far this year. How long did it take you to do that? I, I mean, I, I don't know, the, the first time. Uh, I, I mean, Raymond wow. Ritter, you know, you guys know, a PR man extraordinaire. The best. Uh, you know, he, he said the name to me one time in his usual uh, morning call to me when I had them earlier in the season, and he said Brandon Pajemski, and I was like, okay, so if that's the way Raymond's pronouncing it, then that's the way I'm pronouncing it. But- and we got a chance to, to meet the kid uh, yesterday. I would met him previously, um, but we sat down with him pregame, and just, what a great kid, man, like, you guys got a real good one there. I don't think there's any question. But, yes, uh, I would say early in the season when uh, your PR man extraordinaire over there at the Golden State Warriors, uh, Raymond Ritter, pronounced it, and I just followed suit. Impressive. I was calling you Sedano for about 11 years, so, uh, you know, <laughs> score one for you, George, because I- I've been scuffling. But speaking of Pajemski and with Chris Paul coming back, how do you think that mix is going to work as far as Steve Kerr trying to give the veterans some minutes while not taking those minutes away from the kid who's now starting. Yeah, look, it's a delicate balance, but that's why he's getting paid, you know, whatever it is now, $35 million, uh, over the next two right. years, right, moving forward. That's, those are his tough decisions to make. And, and I think it's a feel thing on a night-to-night basis. There may be some nights where uh, Brandon plays more and, and Chris plays more, but Chris is certainly going to play the non-Steph minutes. I don't think there's any question about that. That, that seems to be a no-brainer. George Sedano with us. He was on the sideline for the game yesterday with the Nuggets in town right here. Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Another thing we've been discussing, George, is who's the two? It feels like the Warriors at the deadline, that's kind of what they were exploring, what they were looking for for the remainder of Steph's career. Who can be a more consistent two? For years, it's been Klay Thompson. Now, that's a little shaky. He's off the bench. Wiggins and Kaminga are also candidates. Uh, what do you think? Who is, who should be the two? I think the evolution, I just don't know if the timeline will work out, but the evolution should be Kaminga. Because Kaminga has come a long way, particularly because he's doing the little things that they don't teach you in AAU basketball or even in the G League when he was at G League Ignite. A lot of that stuff is individualistic, Okay. And he's learned to play the team game, the way the Warriors have played, right? Strength in numbers, the beautiful basketball that you see in the ball movement. And he's learned, hey, man, if I just cut and I crash the boards, like I can get easy buckets because of my insane athleticism. And I feel like he wasn't doing that stuff. He was just kind of like sitting out there being a spectator. 
And now he's a more active participant, even when the ball is not in his hands. And I think that, to me, is the biggest growth. And I think if he continues to do that, the stuff with the ball in his hands will come to him. Because that's the stuff that these guys have been working on for years. And that's honestly even more natural than the stuff I'm discussing. So I think eventually it'll be him. I just hope it's within the right timeline for Steph. In that timeline, when you look at Steph, do you watch him play and, and think about the timeline being elongated? He's about to turn 36, but it doesn't seem to me that he's slowing down that much or really recessing to the mean at all. I would agree. I think Steph can play till about 40, right? I don't think that's unreasonable, uh, particularly because of his style of play. I mean, his ability to shoot the ball, and he's honestly in his good a shape as I've ever seen him. You know, physically, he's much stronger. It's crazy when you go watch some of those games when they were playing LeBron and the Cavs and whatnot, or even before then. But, I mean, that doesn't feel like that long ago, even though it was a while ago now. And his body is transformed. And I think that that just comes with, with age and understanding what it takes to be a pro and prolong your career as long as you can when you're one of the all-time greats. George, uh, because you've seen them a couple times recently, I think here's the big question. Um, are they different now than, than they were at the beginning of the season, November, even into December? I think the organization would like to think that it's making some strides. Andrew Wiggins said last week, we figured some things out that could be special. Uh, what do you see? Do you agree? Yeah, I think they're better. Uh, again, I just don't think that they're championship good. Now, they would have to catch lightning in a bottle, and all these parts and roles that we've discussed would have to fit seamlessly, but that would be the only way I would see it. When you look at those teams, and you saw Denver up close and personal, defending champs, they'd have to be considered to be the front runner. Is there a team in the top four that the Warriors would have the best chance to maybe knock off if they got into a, a series in the playoffs out of the play-in game? Well, I think it would be kind of the same setup they had last year, right? Where you see a Sacramento type, and this year that would be OKC as the prime target, where they don't have the playoff experience as a group. And I think that maybe you, you can catch them. So if I'm the Warriors or the Lakers, I think that's the team you want to see. Maybe even Minnesota, although at least Minnesota went through a series last year with Denver. So, but OKC is kind of that team that I don't think people have a real grasp on when it comes to playoff time. George, great stuff, and uh, welcome to town, and goodbye, um, <laughs> since you're already gone. Goodbye. But uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll great. be back, though. I'll be back. I've got, uh, I've got the Bucks game in a, about a week and a half or whatever. Beautiful, beautiful. We'd love to talk to you again, man. All right, man. See you guys. Thanks okay, thanks, me. George. There it is. George Sedano, ESPN. And uh, sure, I, he's not wrong, but I just what's funny about it is that I guess – uh, for a lot of people, today's the day to suddenly come to that realization, and then tomorrow night after they beat Washington, we'll go back the other way. Like I, I don't, I don't want at any point this year to be thinking about the playoffs or a championship run yet. You know, Draymond Green, are right, you a contender? Right. What's he going to say? Of course, he's going to say yes. Does he believe it? You know, what's funny about that comment that Draymond said they're a championship contender. Well. How on earth can we believe those kinds of answers ever again? You told us all last year you were a championship contender. The minute you lost, you were like, this was never a championship team. Then Draymond says on his podcast also very, very recently that even the year that they won two years ago, he's looking at Steph after each round going, how the hell is this happening? Right. This isn't a championship team. Turns out that it was. But 
The answer's always going to be yes until it's over, and then they'll tell you what they really, really feel. So, of course, Draymond's going to say that right now. How would we react if he said otherwise? We wouldn't love it, and so, yeah, they have to think that they're championship contenders, and they are to the extent that they can make it in the play-in and win a game or two as needed and get into the playoffs, and then you can see if they can beat the team that they have against them. The reason why I won't react with a win over Washington or a loss to the to the New York Knicks or a win over Toronto or a loss against Boston in this four-game trip, last night was a, a bit of a litmus test game for me because they had been playing so well, and it felt like they have become a different team. And you went out and you played... Maybe not your A game, but your B game, maybe your B-plus game. You played pretty well against Denver, and it wasn't good enough. And that is why I think the word Steiny used earlier fits for me. It was a bit sobering because you did go out and you played a good basketball game against a really good team. You I thought, thought last they, night that they played well? They played great for quarter I mean, and a half. They played amazing for a quarter, quarter and, and a half. half. Yeah, that's then, not a basketball game. Well, Denver's good. Yeah. And I don't think that you completely folded up. I don't think you gave the game away. Mm. I think you went up against the best player in the league. Draymond said it on his podcast. He had no answers for the Joker, who had, what, 32, 16, and 16? And it, it was almost an effortless performance. And your your alleged number 2 scorer, Clay Thompson, didn't score in the second half. Denver clamped down on defense, and you got beat. Yeah, that's why I have a really hard time saying that the Warriors went out and uh, and, and played well. Uh, they shot 43% from the field. Their best player was one of 10 from three. Um, yes, Clay Thompson had a really good first half, and the Warriors played a good quarter and a half. After that, they didn't, they didn't play well at all. And yes, Denver gets a lot of credit for that. But I don't, like, that's why, I mean, sobering, yes, because you were on a run and you really wanted another signature win, and you've been so close against Denver the last three times, so you figured... Maybe this would be the one where where you could bust through. But as far as playing four good quarters against Denver, I think their other games earlier this year are a better example of that than last night. Well, you had had been playing great, and so you came into this game, and it felt like this would be a time that you know you'd won ten of twelve, and you had kind of found your footing. You have recovered your season. You've gotten back in the mix. You're playing at home. It felt like this is a game if you were going to beat Denver. It would be this one. And now you go out on a road trip that's a, a little bit of a mixed bag. Two good teams, two not so good teams. And the expectation of two and two, I think, is real. Three and one would be wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, if it's two and two, then you're kind of stuck in the same spot. It feels like, and, and George made this uh, statistical comment that your record against the good teams has been pretty bad this year. It's been terrible. It's been absolutely terrible. And that's what's sobering about last night. It's not that I, for me, it's not that they played well and still got it handed to them. I don't think they played very well. What's sobering, even if I just give you the last half of February, is that once again, you show when a good team comes to town, just like the Clippers two weeks ago, you can build up a lead, play well for portions of the game, but you can't close it. And, and even when you're in the midst of playing well, I know they beat Phoenix a few days before that, although that was with that you know, kind of miracle finish from, uh, from Steph Curry. That's, that's what's sobering to me is that you got to February and you think you're a better team than what you've shown in November, December, and January. 
But when you get those chances to show it against the good teams, you largely haven't been able to do it. One and nine against the top three yeah. in the West, uh, Minnesota, OKC, and Denver. And that's, you know, 0 and 4 against Denver. OKC, you got the one victory. You probably should have had another, if not oh, two God. other ones. Well, that's the, that's what's so maddening about this year's team. Yeah. Is you're looking at this record going, I can count in my head half of them that they right. had. They had them. And they find a way. 1 and 0 against Boston, 0 and 2 against Cleveland, 0 and 1 against Milwaukee, the top yeah. 3 yeah. in the East. And you got Boston again coming up on this trip. So that to me is the the part that makes me kind of pause before we start talking about, you know, May and June basketball. Well, you got your chances here in the next couple of weeks to uh to reverse that thought. You go to Madison Square Garden on Thursday. Uh, you're in Boston on uh, on Sunday. As George said, the following Wednesday, week and a half from now, Giannis will be in town. Um, you've got trips later this month to uh, to Dallas and uh, and Minnesota. Uh, when I say this month, later in the month of March, uh, the the you know you got a trip to the to the Lakers. In theory, LeBron will play uh, the Mavericks. You get to both see them here and there. All, all of that stuff. You're gonna have you're gonna have your opportunities. And uh, no doubt, as we even said, if you're only relying on the cupcake games that are left on your schedule, you're going to go about 500 the rest of the way. Right. You're going to be either the 9 or the 10 seed. They're going to have to bust through on some of these games. You don't have to do a lot of them. You don't even have to do most of them. But if you just win four or five of these games against big boys and take care of all the others... Then that's when you can start to look at the seven, the eight, who knows, maybe even the six. Right. Even two or three of those games, because you've been dominant against the cupcakes. You are you know, one and zero against San Antonio, two and zero against Utah, three and zero against Portland. So you've handled the cupcakes. The only one that hurts is that Memphis game, <sighs> where we all learned uh, uh, what a GG Jackson is. Didn't know. Didn't <laughs> Nobody know. knew. Didn't know. I still don't. Quite <laughs> frankly, I, I, I forgot. It. I've, I've repressed it. Yeah. Um, let's hear from you. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. We go to Vince in the city. Hey Vince, what's up? What's cooking? Hey, what's up, guys? Um. I've been telling my family, who are Warrior fans, since the beginning of the season that, you know, we go on these runs where, like you guys are saying, we beat up on these bad teams, and then we're really close. Like, look at the clutch stat or whatever you want to call it, the five points or less games against good teams, and we are not getting it done. Um, I'm, I'm just being real. I don't think there's any shot that we make it out of a play-in or a first round at both uh, this season which leads me to my point. I think this is a personnel issue. I've said it. I've called in before. I think there's too many players on this team that overlap in position and talent. And I don't know what roster moves can be made in the off season next season or after this season. Um, what do you guys think? And do you think there's a real chance that they can have the dream scenario of Giannis? Uh, Vince, thanks. Um, I'll answer the last question first. No, I don't. Um, and the, and then the second answer, going back to your first question of what offseason moves can they make, I honestly think it's way too early to even get into the conversation because before you do that, you need the information as to whether or not what you're saying is correct. Are you accurate that this is a roster construction issue? George said something interesting in the conversation he just had with us. He didn't talk about Denver being like overwhelmingly talented. 
He said they're constructed so well. Right. It's kind of what we were talking about on the crossover about Aaron Gordon. They've got all these pieces, maybe outside of Jokic, none of whom are great, but a bunch of good, and they're defined, and they fit. That's what the Warriors are missing right now, and you need the information of how is the season going to end before you really know how they need to go reconstruct the thing if they do. The Warriors right now, like the Nuggets, they've got one great player, and then they've got a bunch of good. However, it's not constructed well like Denver. You have spots where you're too young. You have spots where you're too old. You have size issues. You're not getting productivity out of people that a couple of years ago you got major productivity and therefore won a title, like Kevon Looney. So you're just kind of constructed in a way right now that has not proven itself to work. However, Arrow has been up last few weeks. Let's see how this ends and see who's available right. before you can look into the offseason and start predicting moves. Giannis is going to make uh, 48.8 next year. Then it goes to 68.3. 73.8, and then a player option for <clears throat> 79.2. What? 79.2. If I'm him, I'm opting in on 79.2. Yeah, who knows? That that's a million a game. It might be, uh, might be underpaid by that. Maybe. That's 2027 slash 28. I do think Jamal Murray is a star. Whether or not he's a really superstar, good really good, really I mean, good. Player. And again, it's it's part of it is the fit. He's averaging twenty a night yeah. because he doesn't have to be the one. But if he's your two, and we were talking about tandems earlier, and I ran through all of them during the break, and the Luca Kyrie tandem actually is the highest scoring in basketball. But that's about all they have. Denver does have a very good, a great starting five, a good solid bench, a coach who. Knows his way around uh, June basketball. They're the whole package. Yep. I I, I just, the Warriors need somebody who's going to average 20, 22 a night. And and they've always had that. His name was Clay Thompson. Right. And now he doesn't start. And, and he doesn't average that and, anymore. And he's not going to average that, probably. He, he's clearly got the ability to do it some of the time. He doesn't have to do the ability to do it all of the time. And in the NBA, you have to do it all of the time. Um, it doesn't mean you can't have an off night, but your average night, right? Because Steph averages 28, but sometimes he scores 60. You need someone who has the ability to consistently get himself north of 20 points. It looked like Kaminga was flirting with that, and Draymond said he's grown into a legit two. Then all of a sudden his minutes went down a little bit, and the plan around him seemed to go down a little bit. I just think for me... What defines the Warriors this year is the lack of definition. They, they, they're trying too many things, too many different roles. We're all talking about clay to the bench. Even the idea that they're just doing that now suggests to you that they're still searching for what's in the stew with 25-plus games to go. That's now, You're not supposed to be searching anymore. It's go time. Right. You know exactly who you are, what you're trying to do, and go do it. And I think the Warriors are still struggling with that. I think that they know who they are, and it's exactly what you've described before, and it's the challenge of Steve Kerr as the head coach. You don't know night to night who your two is, who your three is. Your two, you're relying on as a guy in his third year who is making that third-year leap, and you want him to go ahead and be your second-best player, your second-best scorer. If Jonathan Kaminga is being asked to do that, then you're not going anywhere 
in the playoffs. You don't normally make a good run, a deep run with a 20-year-old who's going to be your number two when you're surrounded by 35-year-old veterans. Draymond Green says it's still a title contender. You can buy or sell. 888-957-9570. The show is mostly Warriors today. However, three very important, important things to mention. One in media, one in Niners, one in Giants that we want to briefly get to coming up next as well. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. This is Weathered and Dibs. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sorry about my dog. Hey, cut it out. Hey, Dub Nation, it's Steve Kerr. And you're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, you are. And um, when's Steve coming on? He's coming on Wednesday, probably? Yeah. That's that dog's bad. eating steak tonight. That dog. That dog will hunt. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Wednesday. Filet mignon. <laughs> Nothing but the finest for that dog. Hey, Steve, did we lose you? Oh, no. No, you didn't lose me at all. No. I'm sorry. I don't get reception here in the bank vault. <laughs> My phone must have cut out. <laughs> Woo. While we're talking about it, it's actually going to be an early conversation with Steve Kerr, 4 o'clock, because he's on the East Coast. I bet. I bet. He'll be Perfect. in New York by that Perfect. time. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can buy New York. You can own that state. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to buy it. He's like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to finally fix this Dolan problem right now. Dolan, I'm buying the Knicks. Right. First thing I'm doing, giving him a loss on Thursday night. I wonder if when he goes to New York, he has a moment where he thinks about what life would have been like what it had been he like. accepted that job. You always talk about, what is it? Not sliding doors. Sliding doors. Sliding doors. I always want to say movie. open doors or yeah. closing doors. Well, sliding both doors. Of those things. Yeah. If you go through one door, your life goes this way. If you go through the other door, your life goes a different way. And we all have those moments totally. in our life where. Without even realizing it. Right. And, you know, I think about my own life now and what I've done over the last four or five years. If I would have made this choice or that choice, and, you know, life would be different. And if you're Steve Kerr and. You have an offer from the Knicks to be their head coach, and you think, this is the New York Knicks. This is a legacy franchise, and it's a head coaching job in the association. You ever uh, you ever think about it as uh, like all the way down to almost every step that you take? Absolutely. I mean, as we weave back to our car, what if, what if you had picked a different street to go down? What if you had made that walk signal, uh, and you crossed the street, yep. and you are now, what, 25 seconds ahead of what you would have been? And did you maybe you missed a car accident? Like, right. I mean, you have no idea. This is happening constantly. Yeah. Uh, that's a big one, though. 
what would Steve's life be like? What would life be like if he had if right. he had coached the Knicks? Yeah, because that's <laughs> rather I mean, than Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean the Warriors were an attractive organization, new ownership, and sure. they were trending in the right direction. But this is New York. This is the mecca. This is the garden, and you know he had his pick of the gigs, and he chose wisely. Mm, indeed. All right. We're going to keep going with Warriors. Keep taking your calls, 888-957-9570. But quick asides, three of them. Um, dealer's choice. Okay. Would you like to go media, Niners, or Giants? Media, Niners, or Giants. My gut says media, but let me hear about the Giants, Mark. Okay. Because um, I know you're champing at the bit a little bit to get some Giants well, talking. Well, we can, no, we can. Spring uh, has sprung. Uh, it, it, <laughs> the weather's been nice. The Boris 4 is still out there. No, they're not. They go? No, they're, they're not all of them. Okay. Are they the Boris 2 now? Or is it the Boris 3? I'm trying to remember. It's Snell. My, oh, no, it's Boris 3. Snell, Chapman. Cody Bellinger's a Cub. In Montgomery, yeah. Okay. And, and 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 for three years and $80 million, I think there are plenty of Giants fans who are right in, in saying, I think we probably could have done that. Um, I think that's fair. I also wonder, though, when you've already got a center fielder and you're a left-handed power hitter, I wonder if Cody wanted to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're a power hitter and you're left-handed, you want to stick at Wrigley Field, or do you want to come join the Giants and never play center field ever again? Yeah. Because Jung-Hoo Lee is out there for the next handful of years. And not be in the game against lefties, obviously. Oh, that's the old regime. That's right. You'd be in there against lefties. <laughs> yeah, Wilmer Flores is like, I got first base today, buddy. Um, so there's that side of it. No, Brandon Crawford is going to wear a different uniform. Brandon Crawford is signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. Man, how I heard feeling? that. Yeah, how you feeling? How'd that grab you? Uh, it grabbed me two ways. The first way, good for you, Brandon, because you want to keep playing baseball. And it's your right to go out there and play baseball, even though last year was painful at times to watch him in the field and in the box because his body was breaking down. The other piece is, man, do you really have to go play somewhere else? I'm a little bit I'm a little bit bugged by that. Not really bothered, and I'm not gonna be down on Brandon Crawford as a result, but I thought it would have been cool if he only would have donned one uniform for his career. So I'm a little hurt by it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I kind of get. I know you know him. I get know. this one from both angles. Like, if you want to keep playing and someone wants to pay you, like, keep on playing. Um, I also understand why the, the Giants is not the place to do it right now from the team's perspective. I know they need shortstop depth. I don't necessarily think that was the guy to do it. At, uh, at age 37, it just always makes me laugh with fans when they look at people in the twilight of their career and they're clearly getting frustrated. With I mean, think of the Warriors conversation we've been having all year. I'm sick and tired of people getting older and we got to stop doing this with emotion. <laughs> stop playing the violin. If it's time to move on from Clay, it's time to move on from Clay. And then Brandon Crawford signs elsewhere and it's like, oh, that didn't feel good. No. But that's the way it usually works. It's the way it usually works. We brought up a bunch of them in the uh, in the crossover from you know from Jerry Rice to um, gosh to I mean Brandon Belt just just did it and we can go through. I know Joe, sure. Joe Montana is a little bit different. He actually got sent out of town. I mean uh, Ronnie Lott, it'll be okay. It'll be Brandon Crawford's a giant. 
He's going to be a forever giant. He's always going to be a giant. He's always going to come back. He lives here. He's not going to not live here. I wonder if his family's even going. Right. He's got 18 kids. Like, are you going to pack them all up to St. Louis for a summer? I wouldn't. Right. You won't. No, you're dealing with school. (laughs) I mean, his oldest has to be in school age now, right? He's got five kids, and I know... The fifth was just fresh on the scene, mm-hmm. so you're gonna you're gonna pack up the wife and the five kids and have them live somewhere where they don't have that support and that structure. You know, the grandparents and the aunts and uncles and all the rest of it seems like it would be a, a difficult move for the family. Who knows? And you know, I guess there's a chance that he doesn't even make the team. Right? Well, I didn't see I the mean, terms of the deal. Yeah, I haven't seen the terms yet. But uh, yeah, I love the dude. Uh, and last year he hit 194, right, with a slash line of 273, 314. Yeah. I don't know what anybody's. That's supposed an to OPS do with that. of about 550. It's, it, I don't even think you get all three letters when you keep it that low. <laughs> uh, that's just no, that's just an OP. Uh, you down with OP? Not down with not OP. Me, not me. No. Anyway, um, okay, so that's that's Giants. Okay. Uh, you still have on the board media and 49ers. Let's go with uh, media. Media. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we expect at some point this week to have a conversation. Fingers crossed, we hope, because I know that his phone is absolutely going crazy. Um, but we expect to have on Peter King for what will not just be the final time this year, who knows? It might be the final time in his career because he is retiring. And he announced it late last night with his Football Morning in America column. I saw it post, and uh, it ended with uh, his tweet was, It's been real. And before I even opened it, and uh, I, don't, I mean, this was a terrible thought, but with him, like, you know, we've had some fun with it, with him coughing through our entire season on 90. 90- <laughs> I mean, he did it all year, and so we've been talking about his health and everything, and I think his health is fine for all we know. That was not what was behind this move. But but I saw it's been real, and I'm like, oh, gosh. Peter, who is 66 years old, is hanging him up, and that's it for Football Morning in America. Peter King, one of the all-time greats as far as NFL writers, is retiring. So, oh, you're so nice. Yeah, we wish him we wish him the absolute best and yeah. we'll say it directly to him whenever we can get him on next. Look forward to the conversation. It's always great and enlightening and his sense of history is remarkable. I was reading through the column, I'm about two thirds of the way through. That thing yep. just goes on and on and <laughs> just the way he lays things out and the stories he tells, it gives you a feeling of nostalgia, including the greatest game he ever saw, which was the Buffalo-Houston playoff game, the Frank Reich game, when uh, Frank Reich was down 28-3 at the half, comes out of the locker room and promptly throws a pick six. <laughs> so now you're down 35-3, to and the Bills come all the way back to win in overtime. That was the greatest game that he ever saw. Just a wonderful column, and I look forward to having one more conversation with Peter King and I think he's still going to be around, but not he, in the same way. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah. Uh, he, I, what does that mean? Like I'm retiring. Like yeah, the column's going to go away. Uh, there's no way I think that Peter is just going to completely go away. He'll be around. He'll still yeah. be doing stuff. It's funny that you mentioned the length of the article. He even says in the article, in a way, that's kind of one of the reasons he's not going to do this anymore. These articles are like ten thousand words, and I don't know if there are too many content creators and platforms and whatnot that are really kind of feeling that anymore. This obviously still worked, but that was kind of a very rare circumstance. I mean, believe me, 
take it from somebody who like at least attempts to teach journalism classes out there you're not telling people okay this is how you do it in 2024 sit down with your laptop and just write until you can't write anymore (laughs) and your fingers fall off and then post it on the internet because everybody's got a really good attention span this year like that's not what we do anymore right like in other words usually you're like get on the internet see if you can get their attention in one second because that's how long you have. That's it. Before someone's scrolling the hell out of there. Yeah. So anyway, and then that's probably part of it, ironically. Yeah, and I, I, he actually mentioned that he's gotten some a little bit of blowback about the length of it, and they want him to cut it down and cut it down, and he realizes that's not what he does. You know, he he has his notebook full, and he unloads and empties his notebook, and that's his column. Uh, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, y'all. KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app. Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal first-class money market today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 